1: up, everybody? Welcome into Tom Curran's Patriots Talk podcast. It is the aftermath. And in the wake of a 29 to nothing win over the Detroit Lions, full disclosure, I had a 24-19 Detroit Lions win. I'm going to throw out a couple of mea culpas. I've already been on record as saying that my Matt Patricia pinata treatment from the summer was a little outdated, and I've been saying that since the Pittsburgh game. But the work this week that Bailey Zappi put in means now I have to double down on my male One for Bailey, too, 17 for 21 for about 188, a touchdown and a pick that was not at all his fault. That only happens if you're getting superior handholding. And that credit goes to Matt Patricia and it goes to Joe Judge and it goes to the offensive line, which not coincidentally is also coached by Matt Patricia. So the Patriots last week, I said they had a moral victory. a lot of people said, there's no such thing as a moral victory, you moron. Well, this is exactly what I was talking about. Because if Bailey Zappi had taken the field last week in relief of Brian Hoyer, stubbed his toe, thrown up on his knee pads, and otherwise embarrassed himself, there's no way the Patriots would have had the same level of swagger and confidence they had this week. But they did have that. So the loss in Green Bay – And the performance in the first half defensively against Aaron Rodgers, before they got Aaron Rodgers in the second half, absolutely served to put some wind in their sails against the Detroit Lions. Earlier this week, I spoke to a Patriots defensive player, a prominent one, and I said, can you squish this offense? I mean, they're the number one rated offense in the NFL. And they said, oh yeah, we can squish them. And squish them they did. Now, I was up here in Needham in our luxurious studios for pregame and postgame live, but the senator Phil Perry, as always, boots on the ground, pith helmet on. In what do they call those trenches? In the trenches. So, we bring Phil in now to get locker room reaction for the New England Patriots' whitewashing of the
2: Detroit Lions. What's up, my guy? Just enjoying the scenery here. You like the uh, the, the what would you call this? Is this uh, drapery? Why do I want to call Nothing. it that? That's draped over. It's not bunting. Bunting is very specific, I thought, with the the, the, the yeah, red, white, right. and blue and the semicircle. Signage. Anyway, it looks good uh, out here. The
1: adornments. You were down there in the locker room. First, let's talk offensively. What impressed Bailey Zappi's teammates, first and foremost, about his performance?
2: Well, I think it comes back to calm and poise, and I think they saw it get to another level from where it was last week against Green Bay, because that was the wrap on him last week. Hey, he kept us in it because he was calm, because... He was under control, but Bailey Zappi also admitted last week, he had to tell teammates in the huddle. Hey, every few minutes, guys, can you just, can you just tell me to calm down? Cause this is kind <laughs> of a big spot here for your guy <laughs> coming from Houston Baptist and then Western Kentucky thrown into Lambeau first ever game. He's in uniform. And so today they saw it get to another level. And I asked Jacoby Myers about in the huddle itself. He loved what he saw, right? Myers wasn't able to play last week. Myers is, I think, one of the most honest guys in that locker room. And he brought up some pretty funny anecdotes when he was a rookie. And he would hear things that weren't even said. And he'd get back to the sideline and say, no, no, we called this. It was something different. And Jacoby, relax, calm down. You'll be able to figure it out. Bailey Zappi's already, it seems, uh, beyond his years when it comes to his poise in the huddle. And I talked to Garrett Gilbert, too, who I thought would have an interesting perspective because he's sitting right next to him as the game's going on in between series. And the one thing that really stood out to Gilbert, who's a veteran guy. I know he hasn't played a ton of meaningful NFL football, but he has played some and he's been in the league for a long time. He said, the one thing that stood out to him was when Zappy would come back to the sideline and tell them what he had just seen and how they might be able to adjust to it moving forward. They go back to the tablets. Once the pictures come in and basically confirm everything that Zappy had said. And it was just about exactly as how he had laid it out. And so that kind of recall, I think, is really important for a guy like him who may have some physical mm-hmm. deficiencies, Tom, but to be able to expedite the sideline process by having that kind of memory of what's happening in real time I think is really valuable.
1: And that's something Bill Belichick highlighted as well. Our guy Jason Levine hes going to strip in that quote from Bill Belichick's press conference right now. Bill Belichick referencing that Bailey happy knows what he's looking at.
0: Definitely being in, able to get in the huddle every day, call a play, call a – you know, see it, execute it versus watching somebody else do it. That's always more beneficial. Um, but he learns well whether he's in there or not. So, um, but yeah, it was it was good. There was definitely an element of that. I, I couldn't put a percentage on it or anything, but certainly it helped. And, and uh, you know, he was confident out there. He he does a good job. Um, does a good job of of seeing the game and can come off and identify and articulate what he saw, what happened. And and that's usually right. What he saw is usually when you, what I saw or maybe when you look at the film, maybe there's something that's a little grey in there that you know, his explanation is actually good. That it, it, it was the way he saw it, you know. Maybe he might not have done the right thing, but he saw he saw the game and um, and that goes all the way back to preseason, you know. He played a lot in preseason, and I think those snaps were good for him. He learned a lot, we learned a lot. Um, and I think there's definitely some benefit to the playing time that that he had in preseason, um, in, in the games that he's played the last two weeks. So,
1: Phil, I talked in post game live about Bill's observation there, mentioning that that is something that Bailey Zappi did, 2001, when Tom Brady was starting to get his first experience in relief of Drew Bledsoe. It was something that Belichick highlighted. The reason being. So often Belichick had experienced quarterbacks coming back to the sideline and saying, you know, there was a safety coming over the top and there was a guy coming over here. And Belichick said, you turn on the film and none of those things were happening. But with Brady, everything he said was happening in real time actually was borne out. So that accentuates to me at least a poison of calm and a field vision that Belichick feels comfortable with. As I pointed out in the postgame, Mac Jones is not what Drew Bledsoe was. Drew Bledsoe was a little bit of a sitting duck in early 2001. He had come off a 5 and 11 season. He had come off an 0 2 start, and he had played very badly in the preseason and in the first two games of the year, especially against the Jets in the game that Brady came on in relief. Mac Jones is not a sitting duck. He's coming off maybe one of his best passing performances in the NFL against Baltimore, all those picks notwithstanding. What is your elevator pitch, Phil, for anybody who's going to walk up to you this week, jump on the elevator and say, hey, you're Phil Perry. The door is closed and they say, Phil, do you think Bailey Zappi should probably be considered as the starter over Mac Jones going forward?
2: You say. Well, I would say I mentioned to one member of the Patriots today, hey, we got a quarterback controversy brewing here. And the response was, Laughter. So that's where I would start as if to say, we don't need to be thinking about that just yet. I would also look at how they finished drives and and listen, Bailey Zappi did a lot in terms of taking care of the football. The one turnover he mentioned, not at all his fault. No sacks, no quarterback hits Tom. That's a big credit to the offensive line. I think that's also a credit to Bailey Zappi getting the ball out of his hands and on time and running the offense the way it needs to be run. But they were also, I believe, over three in the red zone. And that is one thing that veteran teammates, veteran offensive teammates that I spoke to after the game lamented saying, if there's one thing that I wish we had been able to do a little bit better, it's finish. And that's something we really need to focus on regardless of who's behind center moving forward. So Zappy to me is still physically relatively limited. I think you get more mobility and a better arm from Mac Jones. You get, I think better processing ability, although I thought Bailey Zappi, again, got the ball out of his hands pretty quickly, Tom. And so I think he's advanced. You know, to me, he's he's already better than, say, Jacoby Brissett was early in his rookie year when we got to see Brissett at times. So good for him on that front. But quarterback controversy, no, not yet.
1: Really great observation by Michael Hawley as we batted this same elevator pitch around. And he said, maybe the one thing that Bailey Zappi's stint will do for Mac Jones spur buy-in from Mac Jones because if Bailey's Zappi is going to go out there and look at the marching orders and say, okay, and not say, well, why are we doing that? Or maybe, maybe we shouldn't be doing this. or I kind of liked it better when we did that. And all of it is fair because we've all done it too, especially in expressing our disbelief that Matt Patricia was going to be able to step into Josh McDaniel's shoes and fill them really well. But do you think that that could be a component of this, too, the thing that can be a silver lining to an ankle injury? It gives Mac an opportunity to see, all right, well, Matt can throw together a game plan. Again, we said he would be up against it, and he's done better than anticipated. What do you think?
2: There might be something to that. I would say it was a great game plan against one of the worst defenses in football and your strengths matched up really well with their weaknesses this week. And it did not require a rocket scientist. And I, you know, no irony or pun or whatever intended there. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to say, let's run it 35 times against the worst run defense in football. When we have arguably the best run offense in football, by my count, Tom, they ran it 16 times on 26 first and 10 plays. That's over 60%. That's a pretty high clip and it makes sense. Do that for your young player. I think they had six or seven play action passes by my count. If they got to seven, that would be a season high for any Patriots quarterback in any game this year. They did do some things to make life easy on Bailey Zappi. I think the matchup is one that Mac Jones probably looks at and says, yeah, we could have, yeah, I'm not worried about the Detroit lions of the world. I'm worried about, the blitzing Miami dolphins is of the world. (laughs) And what do we have figured out when they come to town? And I do think they will have some things figured out. And this is to Matt Patricia's credit. Lions blitz the hell out of the Patriots today. I thought they picked everything up pretty seamlessly. And so kudos to those guys along the offensive line who are starting to pick things up a little bit better. Tom, I, I said all summer, it felt like they were two, three, four weeks behind. I think in part because they lost David Andrews for the spring, but now they're three four now five weeks into the season and that's arguably the strength of their team so to me they're they're kind of tracking the way we anticipated that they would
1: my last question for you before we let you loose is what was the defensive reaction they put up a goose egg did and the Patriots defense has had certainly its ups and downs against two of the more unique quarterbacks and Jackson and Aaron Rodgers but Now they've beaten the hell out of a Jared Goff and a Mitch Trubisky and held serve for an extent defensively against
2: Tua and the uh, Miami Dolphins offense. How are they feeling right now? Proud. They were pissed off coming into this week based on all the yardage they'd given up on the ground, both against the Ravens and the Packers. Almost six yards per carry in Green Bay. I mean, it's inexcusable. It's embarrassing for those guys up front, that that front seven specifically. So for one of the best rushing offenses to come here to New England – and get shut out the way that they did. The Patriots allowed, I believe, 3.7 yards per carry today defensively. That's a hell of a job by them. Obviously, they pitched the shutout. Obviously, they stopped them six times on fourth down. A lot of those are short yardage, so got to have it. Not only did they stop the run over the breadth of the game, but in big situations, they were able to do it too. So they were feeling pretty proud after being pissed off at how the last couple of weeks went. But, Tom, they know it too. You know, I spoke to one Patriots staffer after the game, said, hey, pitch a shutout and i was reminded top offense in the league coming in right and then the staff immediately followed up with they're probably not the top offense in football so they understand who they played today here as well but that was a team that was on a run specifically with their run game and the patriots did what they should do and and they should be proud
1: All right. Like we said, building blocks over this stretch of five games. Next up, the Cleveland Browns at Cleveland, Jacoby Brissett, the aforementioned. So it's going to be interesting. Phil, we untether you. We let you loose. We cut you free to go do your business for NBC10. Thanks, my guy. Appreciate you. There he goes. Um, When you look at the Patriots' upcoming schedule, the main thing, of course, is the Cleveland Browns. But when you look at the ilk of the quarterbacks that they will see – It's Cleveland. It's two with the Jets. It's Matt Ryan and the Colts, who is anybody suffered through that Thursday night game knows they are a little bit overmatched. And it is Chicago with Justin Fields. So Fields will be Lamar Jacksonian in at least his ability to run with the ball, certainly not Jacksonian in his ability to throw it. But Bill Belichick asked for patience in the offseason. He said it might be a few weeks before we know what we got, which is standard fare. And I've always subscribed to, regardless of whether or not Bill Belichick asked for patience, teams don't really figure out what they're good at until after Columbus Day. It's just was unique for Bill Belichick to say that. Do we know what the Patriots are truly good at? Was this pass rush today that had Jared Goff throwing up more fallaways than the Wizards' era Michael Jordan? Legit? Is Matt Judon with five sacks in the first five games of the season Going to remain at the same clip and post the 18 sack season is Jack Jones, everything he appears to be, to Kyle Duggar, who had an unbelievably key stop early in the game, and Dietrich Wise, who continues to have the game that he, the season that he has had defensively. All those things are going to keep up as they go through. They should. They are teams that they're seeing now that you look at and say, well, the Patriots should be better than these teams. And I've said, said it to Michael Hawley previously, the Patriots talent-wise are probably better than average on both sides of the ball. Said that before the season began and in the early stages. I'm not revising it now that Jack Jones is playing well or Kyle is doing things or Jacoby Myers is playing the clip he is or Ramondre Stevenson. Even with Bailey Zappi in there, they're soup to nuts talent at places like offensive line running back safety and the talent they have at wide receiver is pretty significant better than average but i was of a mind that with a coaching staff even led by bill belichick a coaching staff spread as thinly as the patriots coaching staff is with matt patricia as a first-year play caller and offensive coordinator oh yeah and he's also going to take care of the offensive line and joe judge is his first year quarterbacks coach and a defense that has relied largely on Bill Belichick's peering over their shoulders and helping them cut loose on on its own largely with Mayo and Steve Belichick running it, and it being kind of revamped without some of that institutional knowledge that Hightower and Collins and Man Noy brought, I thought the Patriots might be in some games where, despite the guy at the tip of the spear, the rest of the arrowhead on the coaching staff might not be quite as good. This will be the period in time where they can prove all that wrong and they can show that they remain on a level because of their coaching staff, even if it doesn't have a bunch of guys and because of the talent on their roster that Bill Belichick has really started to amass between free agency and the last 2.5 drafts should show up. So it's Cleveland next Cleveland Browns. We will be all over all week long. Make sure you follow up on Monday with the breakdown. We will be back with another pod on Tuesday. And again, on Thursday, quick slants, of course, with the great Kay Adams will be on Tuesday and we will have what the hell is that Wednesday? It's the game plan Wednesday. Yeah, the game plan. So follow us for all that all week long. Appreciate you checking in. Have a tremendous rest of the evening.
2: Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader.